0: Opening up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag on this Wednesday episode. Who is the fourth best team in the NFL behind the Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs? Are those the true top three teams, by the way, in the NFL? And uh, did we misread how good the New England Patriots roster is coming into the 2022 season? And how about the 2021 NFL draft? Will all those quarterbacks still go high? Would Trevor Lawrence still be the number one pick? If not, then who? <laughs> Would that be all that and more coming up on today's episode of Peacock and Williamson?
1: NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL Scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information
0: only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked on NFL. All right. Always fun opening up the mailbag. Got a ton of great questions from the listeners this week. Uh, Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL is the best place to get those questions in. You can drop a comment in uh, on the YouTube comment section as well. Matt, uh, one of my favorites this week might take the most time. So let's start there. And we've talked a lot about, you know, the top three teams and week to week, it seems like the fourth best team in the NFL, who that is kind of changes do we have a better vibe now after six weeks of the season who's the fourth best team in the nfl if it is truly that easy it's the bills it's the eagles it's the chiefs one two three
1: yeah um i don't feel strong about who's number four to be very honest i would have bet you know saturday morning sunday morning that i would have said the tampa bay bucks i mean i expected them to come here to my hometown wipe the floor with the steelers get everything fixed and Brady's fine. And they aren't to that point. I I absolutely believe that. I don't think they're in the discussion. Are the Ravens or Bengals in the discussion? I think that's a little rich from what I've seen from them. And they're both three and three.
0: Yeah, that's Uh, tough. I mean, the the Bengals, especially, I don't know what to think about them. They they haven't been super impressive at all. Um, There's an interesting team. I'm looking at the Locked On Podcast Network, Week seven NFL power rankings. And mm-hmm. This is power ranking that we do every week, where the hosts get together and vote on power rankings. And just after one, two, three, which is one, two, three the week before as well, no change there. Right, right. Four through, man, fourth really four through fifteen. Honestly, four through like 20, like there's so much volatility teams going up 12 spots, down 12 spots, up six spots. Like there is nothing after one, two, three that's even remotely consistent with these power rankings week to week.
1: I think there's three very good elite teams, whatever. We talked about that. Obviously, I think there's about eight garbage teams, maybe even 10. And then everyone else is sort of in the middle. Um, Back to number four, though. The Chargers have quietly won three in a row, but I thought they were very unimpressive watching their game this you know, on Monday night, so I don't think I can go there. I'm not going Giants 5-1. and one. Sorry, not doing it. Um, I think the Vikes are probably the consensus pick, but I have not seen anything I would resemble dominance from them. I can't go Niners or Rams, that's for sure, uh, especially the Rams. I'm going to go Dallas and I'm, uh, I'm saying Dak is the quarterback. Now Dallas
0: four with Dak, that is completely fair. Looking at the, uh, the lockdown podcast network power rankings, Cowboys are down at 11 right now. And, and a lot of this Mm, happens because of, you know, who won the week before. And when it's that volatile, it's really easy for a team from 11 to four to flip is what I'm seeing here. Um,
1: Losing a Philly is nothing to hang your head over, though. Right, exactly. It's kind of like
0: the the Chiefs, right? Losing to the Bills, that doesn't change anything. Maybe they go, you know, maybe you would argue that they were two or one, but they're still three, you know, and that they don't drop below that. So why Mm -hmm. would the Cowboys below for losing with Cooper Rush at quarterback to um, to the, the Philadelphia Eagles who were unbeaten, especially when you're getting Dak back? So I like that. I like the argument for the Cowboys at four. I like the argument for the 49ers. At four, they were five last Mm -hmm. week. They've dropped to ten in the locked-on rankings. Oh, that's harsh! It's it's a big drop. But as injured as the roster that showed up last week in Atlanta, without so many, you know, both starting tackles, the entire defensive line, starting corners hurt and out of the game, that's fair to drop them down. If they're healthy, then they should be in the conversation for four or five, and right in there. But right now, they're not, and they get. I think they might get. Trent Williams and Nick Bosa back. So they're potentially a candidate, but right now still up in the air. So it's hard to put them in there. The team you haven't mentioned yet. I don't think uh, that actually got the fourth spot in the locked on power rankings for week seven is the Los Angeles chargers. But I did their win. Wasn't impressive. Even though they're they're a team that we thought would be good. It's hard to put them
1: over the Vikings right now. I mean, three wins in a row overcoming this Herbert injury. And I don't think he's completely right. I think they're off next week. No Slater, no Bosa. I mean, no Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is really missing this game. So I give them credit, but I do power ranks. Where is this team right now? And I feel, feel like I'm not cheating saying Dak is now the quarterback. I, I don't think the Chargers beat Minnesota head-to-head, Dallas head-to-head. Um, I think they couldn't easily be three or four. I think they could be in that top group when things start clicking, but I don't think they're playing like that team right now.
0: I think you have to go scoreboard and say it's the Minnesota Vikings to answer the question.
1: Yeah, they don't pass the sniff test, though
0: they don't. But right now, that's where they're at, and none of these other teams really pass the sniff test either. I know, and you know, if you they're losing to
1: Dallas, I'm telling you, Dallas is strong.
0: Okay, so Dallas,
1: (laughs) Dallas four for Matt. Uh
0: yeah, and look, there's a big game. 49ers could knock off the Chiefs if they're back mm-hmm. healthy, and they get some of those players back, and then what are we talking about? You know, that makes it even crazier mm-hmm. Um, so
1: I don't think your I don't Niners think you're I think your Niners could get there. I mean, they have the best defense in the league when right. I mean, right, I think and Dallas have far to off, right?
0: To be healthy and they should be probably in that conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't even consider the Rams though. I mean, they're the Super Bowl champs, they do not even cross like, my mind.
0: The, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Bucks, the Packers, teams we right. expect should be there, Rams,
1: but they're not. Didn't even mention Green Bay. you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even mention them. That's how bad they're playing right That's now. That's how bad they're playing. A lot of these right. teams
0: are 3-3, three and three, and there's a lot of football left. So uh, I love that question because it's so hard because I would buy the nomination for about a dozen teams for that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right now. Um, quick question for you, and I think everyone probably has the same answer. Do you agree the Chiefs are clearly three, though? They're not one or two.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, they're four and two. They've lost two games. Eagles haven't lost anybody until they mm-hmm. start to lose the game, and you see any uh, weaknesses in their roster, then they've got to be one or two. And the Bills beat the Chiefs just recently, and mm-hmm. we all thought the Bills were going to be really good coming into the year. So I think it has to be Bills and Eagles one and two, and then Chiefs clearly three right now, and have an opportunity. They've got to win some games and, and prove that they'd be one or two. And do because you agree- so neutral field, let's say neutral field right. season just ended, Bills and Chiefs play. Uh, the Bills are favored,
1: right? No, I think so. Yeah, 100%. Um, do you agree the Chiefs are closer to two than four, though? Yes. Okay. Okay. We're on the same page then.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I th- there's a, a huge gap. I mean, one, yeah, two, yeah, three yeah. is so easy, and four is so difficult.
1: Agreed. Dallas.
0: Dallas Cowboys. There you have it. I'm going to go Vikings. I'm going to go scoreboard. And I haven't been a believer in the Vikings all year, but like the New York Giants kind of got to be in there too. Like they're winning. Oh, I don't no, believe no. it. I don't believe in it at all. I think they're going to fall off, but they're clearly much better than we expected. We, we I thought yes. we'd talk about them at 25, not
1: seven. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, their season's already a success as is the Jets, as is Atlanta. And I don't think those teams are going to fall off a cliff, but I mean, the Giants have outscored their opponents by, I think it's thirty, yeah, 13, 14 points. Uh, you know, uh, that's, um, but my Cowboys have only done it by 12. So maybe I should be quiet.
0: <laughs> uh, <real quick> <laughs> we mentioned the Cowboys there. I think this could be a short one, a short answer. Are the Packers cooked or can, can we expect a run the table style turnaround? This question from the NFL draft Dodger on Twitter.
1: I wouldn't say cooked. I mean, I, I think that's, they win 13 games every year, and what Rogers is back to back MVP. I think they will be in the playoffs in the hunt. Um, but Rogers scares me, he's he doesn't look interested, he's not playing well. The passing game is bad. Um, and the defense I thought was going to be like a top two defense. Is, that's yeah, yeah that that's doesn't it's
0: uh, I, I don't and a lot of people point to the receivers I don't think it's necessarily that much of a receiver problem I mean there's no obviously no help bad. but
1: it's not the end of the world
0: right so yeah Rogers is not playing great and I don't think Rogers and Lafleur on the same page Rogers is like I think we maybe need to simplify things and Lafleur's answer to that was I don't even know what that means so that's not <laughs> the lying, right between coach and quarterback which is yeah. the, the most important marriage there is in sports um so definitely not cooked at three, like all these teams that, that are three and three or above that, that could be in any order in the next 11 weeks. Right. But I don't mm-hmm. think Packers are going to win 10 of 11 games and be 13 win team again.
1: No, I don't either. It also wouldn't shock me if Rogers looks at this and says, ah, eh, I'm done with this football stuff. I'm going to be, I'm hanging it up, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Um, but they could absolutely go on a run and I do still expect them to go on a run and be a better team than maybe the New York giants or someone like that. In the yeah. end. But we'll see.
1: I mean, I think they'll have a winning record.
0: Maybe we're just old and and too set in our ways from our preseason rankings, and we won't believe in some certain teams like the New York Giants and the, the Minnesota Vikings. And how about those New England Patriots? Question about them Ooh. coming up next. These days. Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you do is you add your job to the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And, And who are you spreading the word to? How about 800 plus million network wide people that are on LinkedIn, right? That's the place where people who have or are looking for jobs are at. Maybe you find some people that didn't know they were looking for a job and they see that uh, your company is hiring and they are the perfect fit for you. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply thanks again everybody for making peacock and williamson your first listen every day make sure you check out the nfl key predictions every friday on locked on nfl locked on's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the nfl weekend including sunday and monday night football plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, bet online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you are subscribed up to Locked On NFL, which is also the home of Peacock and Williamson. All right, Matt. How about those New England Patriots? Uh, our our social team put together a funny video when I was trying to put you under the gun and, and make you praise Bailey <laughs> Zappi, who is the current quarterback for the. New England Patriots, and you said, yeah, I'm not going to replace Mac Jones with Bailey Zappi, but if you just swapped their uniforms and they had the other number on, would you really know the difference if you saw them out there and how they've played so far as Patriots? I'm not sure you would, and I don't think it points to the roster as much. The question here is, you guys have said all season the Patriots have a bad roster. This question from Ray. Appreciate the question, Ray. Is it time to reassess based on the performance of their most recent draft classes? Is there a single position group you would classify
1: as quote-unquote bad. Hmm. That's a good conversation. I mean, I always took the angle of who are the clearly above average starters, but maybe the angle is where are the weaknesses? You know what I mean? And and that's such a Belichick thing. You know, one week, you know, we're going to put more stress on the linebackers one week. We're going to put more stress on the corners. You know, it's going to be an O-line game. It's going to be a tight end game, whatever, you know, and that's obviously a Belichick thing. Who, oh, by the way, just tied George Hallis, who coached for about 800 years for the most wins ever, you know, yeah. or the second most wins ever, you know, like he's pretty good. You know, the the it,
0: it, the easy, simple answer here is the roster is not a big problem when you have the greatest coach of all time. Like that's, right. that's the thing here. When you start looking at the roster, so let's go offensive line. Trent Brown left to right. Cole Strange, first round pick. David Andrews, center, yeah. Mike uh, Nwenu at right guard and Isaiah Wynn at right tackle. Definitely not a bad unit. Maybe not the best offensive line in the league. Not bad, right? Probably 10th. Yeah. Quarterback, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. They haven't looked much different. You're getting a baseline level of quarterback play. Is it mediocre? Yes. Is it bad?
1: No, it hasn't. Like Bailey Zappi hasn't been bad. No, no. no, He hasn't. I mean, he's played well. I just don't believe in him. Right. The the, the one sticking point, because he can't afford this, Mac Jones turned the ball over way too much this year. Small sample size. He can't be somebody that has big highs, big lows because he's you up have to be hyper, right.
0: hyper efficient. You have yeah. to run the heck out of the ball and play defense. Right. With, for, with what for you him. have in the passing game. Tight end, you're fine. Not great. Yeah. Overpriced yeah. maybe, but Hunter Henry, John U. Smith, it's, it's a fine.
1: Henry's channel. having a fine year.
0: Ramondre Stevenson, good running back. You know, running good. backs don't matter. So, like, I'm not worried about running backs. Here's where they're bad. They're still bad at wide receiver. Devontae Parker comes in. You know, it's kind of like a a, a freebie trade. They didn't have to give mm-hmm. him up. To get Devontae Parker, he's been their best receiver. You got Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Tyquan Thornton, the second round pick, Kendrick Bourne, uh, you know, a lot of guys, but nobody, you know, you look in just look in the division, they have the worst wide receiver group by far in the division, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: and it's not even close. So, I'm a little intrigued
1: back. by Thornton, I'm glad he's back, but I'm not saying he's the next, and he's you know, you know, you know
0: one trick, you know, what he is, ex receiver, mm-hmm. downfield guy, he's not a complete, and it, we'll, we'll see what he ends up looking like and can they utilize that. But their their wide receiver group is. Is yeah, I would classify okay. it is bad. And then when you have a mediocre quarterback that's not going to elevate and has to be hyper efficient, then you better be able to run the ball and play defense, or you're not going to win mm-hmm. a football games. So that's where I would be worried about them in this day and age of NFL football. Um defensive line, Dietrich Wise, uh Devon Godshow. There's uh Christian Barmore, second rounder from last year, Matt Judon. Like it's okay. You know, they got some yeah. teams there. Josh Uche, second rounder from 2020.
1: Um I right. love Barmore, but the rest of the guys are do your job, Belichick get dudes, and Judon's yeah. better than that.
0: Big old Carl Davis inside as well. Yeah, yeah. Steven's tackle. They're a fine group. Uh I wouldn't say they're above average. Are they bad?
1: No. They're no. not dynamic.
0: I would say they're bad at linebacker.
1: Yeah. I mean right? they're not the worst. They're twenty-fourth.
0: And secondary, which is this is the team that's traditionally played a ton of man, and they've had those guys, and even when they didn't have the big names, they have found players to come in and play at a, a shutdown type of a level.
1: They kind got, of are doing that now with all these Joneses. Yeah.
0: We got John <laughs> Jones, Jack Jones, uh, Marcus Jones.
1: Right, right. Yeah, uh,
0: all the Joneses. Uh, Mac Jones, too. None are related to my knowledge. Um, I don't think so. You got Miles Bryant at corner, Jalen Mills
1: um Kyle Duggar is one of my favorites at safety.
0: You have, Yeah, you have Duggar and McCordy. so yeah. you're, you're fine at safety there but corner I would say on paper is a bad unit but have they played bad bad like the no defenses, under Belichick the defense is playing pretty good which is what it happened, is right so I think I think the roster still when you look at it their best position groups are like yeah they're they're all right and then there are some not good like legitimately not good position groups I think on the roster but Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick has got them to a level where they're 3-3. Three and three. Are they going to maintain 500 or better throughout the season? I don't know. I don't think they're markedly different of a team than when we thought, but they're well coached, and we kind of always said that about it. Like We always said that immediately following, like, this roster's terrible, but they're probably going to be a nine-win team because of Bill Belichick.
1: Which yeah, is kind it, of what they on path to do. I hate the argument of Belichick can't win without Brady. I mean, like, I don't believe that at all. I mean, he has many instances of getting more out of a roster than most or any coach would. And even like in the Super Bowls, I mean, uh, Tom Brady didn't hold the Rams with three points. You know, you know what I mean? Like th- there's a lot of instances of Bill being a major, major contributor here, but I still stand by it that maybe I'd bump them up, but maybe they're the 24th best roster in the league. I mean, they're not in the top 20.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have, the Jets roster, the Dolphins yeah. roster, the Bills roster—right. That's just in the division. They have got the fourth sure. best roster. So,
1: yeah.
0: How about this one? This is okay. a good question from Black Gold Expat. He says, "Will the new concussion rules increase the value of the bench? Maybe teams will invest in their bench instead of huge contracts for stars. A third-string quarterback has never been more valuable than now.
1: What hmm. do you think?" It's interesting. I, I do
0: think that there's something that's happened in the NFL, which is very interesting because when you have the concussion stuff and we've talked about how less valuable running backs are than they used to be, maybe you think they're more valuable than I think they are, but clearly they're less valuable getting paid less, getting drafted lower to an extent, right? And it's because they get hit and they get hurt, but we're seeing more running quarterbacks, which means they're getting hit more, which means eventually those quarterbacks are getting hurt more. We saw the concussion thing with Tua. I do think for teams that are putting their quarterbacks at risk, need a really good backup where their season isn't lost. And I look at the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen's a big old dude. And I know that, but you know, so is Derrick Henry. Eventually, if Josh Allen keeps running the ball like he does as often as he does, I would put Jalen Hurts in the same bucket. Looks good now. Things are going great. If you get hit, you're going to get hurt. That worries me. I, I think you have to protect your quarterbacks. I think that's really important because there's something to this. And now all it takes is a spotter to go, I ah, look like he got hit in the head. Now he's in protocol. Now you're in your backup quarterback.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting conversation because there's a couple levels to it is. Yeah, th- should should people invest more in depth across the board now than they used to? Okay, that's fine. But we still only have the same amount of Monopoly money. That means I'm not giving Josh Allen quite as big a contract or Aaron Donald or these receivers. You know, like, you can't have everything. And people cheat on depth.
0: Right. And, And I do think that depth is easier to find. Yes. Right? You can find a backup player that's par with the backup players in the rest of the league a lot easier than you can find a star quarterback star wide receiver. And so I think money's just going to keep going up for the best with the salary cap going up. The stars are still going to get paid. So you just have to be good at finding depth at the same cost as everyone else, or even cheaper than everyone else does, which means you have to draft good. You have to be good in the later rounds. You have to identify, you know, where you can find a veteran that's cheap on the free agent market to add to your roster to help those situations. But I do think there's something to it with the new, uh, protocol and concussion rules. And, you know, you can thank the the Miami dolphins for maybe screwing that up and adding more scrutiny to it. Is that going to be a short-term thing? Is it a long-term thing? You do want to protect your, the brains of your players in your league. Um, my, my response to it is you should be trying not to get your quarterbacks hit as much.
1: Yeah. Well, so many layers here, because I always go back to the big weakness of defensive linemen are better than offensive linemen in the league. And I, mm-hmm. deep down, if you gave Goodell True serum, I think he would tell you that's the biggest problem we have on the field right now. And I don't know how to correct it. So we, 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 we let holding be legal sometimes, things like that. Yeah. Uh, You you know, um, I'm aware of this because the Steelers do it every year. They've kept three quarterbacks since Bradshaw, you know, I, I mean, and I think half the league or more than half the league doesn't, I bet that starts changing that maybe that third quarterback is a million dollar player. He's not a seventh round rookie. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's somebody that doesn't stink, you know, that can get you out of a game. Um, one thing is we've only seen a couple of years of these massive practice squads that showed up because of COVID. I think that will have a long-term effect too of depth.
0: Depth and development. Yeah. yeah and the league yeah. needs, I love you it. Know, there's uh, college football for all intents and purposes, is minor league NFL, right? in reality. Uh, and they've never really had another minor league. The vi- and I think the practice squad has kind of become that. It's like, instead of having mm-hmm. these games with other teams somewhere else, let's just have an extra, you know, I mean, we're talking in the teens on every team on the practice squad. Right. That's right. And some veterans and, as well. Yeah. yeah. That's NFL Europe size rosters that are yeah. already in the NFL in the practice squads.
1: I used to harp on this more before you and I were doing podcasts together, but I kind of have a running joke that if I was named King of the world, I would build a NFL minor league system then I'd go after like world hunger and world peace and stuff like that. <laughs> and now that the practice squads are so big, that's kind of accomplished that, you know, like yeah. I always wanted the Steelers to have a wheeling team that's an hour down the road or Penn State. Then you call up the quarterback for game day, you know, like uh, like the uh, Penguins and Pirates do, or, you know, other leagues do, you know, but I know it's a lot harder, easier said than done, but you could develop refs, you could develop quarterbacks, you could develop linemen, but the practice squad's kind of doing that for us now because so big.
0: So, billionaire Matt Williamson would attack hunger and world peace first over NFL minor league.
1: No, no, all oh, the way around. Still, NFL okay, minor league, get still. that set, and then oh, we you still then do we... it.
0: Okay, I thought you were saying that you you moved it down a couple of spots. Well, now maybe.
1: The squad. Okay. COVID helped me on that. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, COVID. <laughs> get into
0: <the> pandemics <laughs> NFL minor leagues. Uh, all right, next. How about the 2021 NFL draft? Five first round quarterbacks. Trevor Ooh. Lawrence, number one overall. How would we redraft the top of that? Would some other non-quarterbacks be a lot higher in that draft class coming up next? BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find. And if you're going to put your hard-earned money down, you're going to wager on football. You want to have the best information you can as well, right? And how about some of the updated lines around the league? Kenneth Walker and Bailey Zappi climbed up the list for Offensive Rookie of the Year. New additions like Brian Robinson, Wandale Robinson making appearances now in the 2022 season. How about Alec Pierce, 33-1 to for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Game-winning catch last week. Uh, Biggest jumps for Coach of the Year. We just talked about him. Bill Belichick from 100 to 1 to 25 to 1 now, as is Pete Carroll at 25 to 1. Arthur Smith and Robert Sala have the Jets and the Falcons respectively going in the right direction, currently tied for third and fifth in odds, 12 to 1 and 20 to 1 for coach of the year this season. Tons of odds for everything you can imagine in the NFL. And it's not just NFL football, college football, NBA just got going Uh, major league baseball in the playoffs, MMA, boxing, golf, you name it, you can find it at betonline.net. So get to the website, use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. How about it, Matt? The 2021 NFL draft. Mark says, redraft the 2021 draft. Is Trevor Lawrence still number one overall? Or maybe Chase or maybe Parsons? Uh, should Atlanta take Pitts at four or would Waddle Sewell Slater be better options now? What do you think? You're the Jack let's start there. Jaguars mm-hmm. number one, overall have an opportunity to swap Trevor Lawrence right now for somebody else. Do they keep Lawrence or do they take somebody else? And I think mm-hmm. I know who at least my number two pick in the draft would be number one. I'd still have a hard time not holding on to Lawrence. I haven't seen anything to disqualify him yet. And if you get the quarterback, it's still more important than anything else.
1: Yes, but there's, at least five, maybe ten football players that are much better at what they do than what Lawrence is. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. some of the names were mentioned, but there's a couple I think you have to throw out there that are, man, if I'm building a team, they would be very high draft picks for me. I'm looking at the first round right now. Chase, Waddle, Penny Sewell's having a tremendous season. Patrick Sertain might be my first cornerback drafted if I was starting a team. Stud, Uh, stud, you know. I I'm not trying to be hot takey here, nor am I dissing my buddy from Pitt, Aaron Donald, but I think Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the league right now. So that's
0: that's the name. Parsons yeah. is is a top two pick in the draft of his yes. draft, and maybe number one.
1: Maybe number one. I wouldn't fight anyone if they took Parsons. He just impacts every play. Uh, I think Rashawn Slater could go in the top five. Uh, just because, I mean, tackles don't grow on trees and, and you know, they're not that much harder or easier to find than quarterbacks.
0: And we just talked about the the problem of defensive lines being too good compared right, to offensive right. lines around the league, which I think is a big answer. We had a, a a mailbag question we probably won't get to about why are points down and and are points down
1: overall? And it's like, that's probably it. D-lines are beating offensive lines. Yeah, I think that's the root of it all. Uh, fantasy points this time last year, are down 22%. I think that's insane. I mean, that's a that's huge, huge gap. Huge. And it, and it, I mean, if you don't play fantasy, you still understand what's going on here. I think another part of the problem is who's the quarterback? Hurts probably is one that from last year to this year, stock rose dramatically. You know, Tua's probably did, but he's been hurt for three weeks. Yeah, You know, like it wasn't anyone from this class, Lawrence no. Jones, none of them went up. Even no, no. Oro,
0: and- and Lawrence, yeah. I'll still buy the argument, maybe at number one. Yeah. But I wouldn't take any of those other quarterbacks, knowing what we know now, over Parsons, Chase, Patrick right. Sertain, Sewell, or Slater. Right. Uh, the good question here is, how about Pitts at four? The Falcons still take Pitts at four, seeing how he's...
1: They don't. Uh, they would take all, Greer Tucker over him, or... <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far. But, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, first of all, he's a tight end. I would. End.
0: Positional value, tight end, like... I think, is it Pitt? Is Pitt's just not that good?
1: Or is it just, I
0: just think he doesn't fit what they're doing. Put Pitt's on the Buccaneers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Um, I don't Put him anywhere (laughs) else. They don't throw the ball. I don't think it's Pitt's. I'll just put that out there. I don't Um, think it's Pitt's either. But he's a tight end. And I'm taking a stud tackle, stud defensive end. And I'd probably take my chance still on maybe some of these quarterbacks over Pitt's right now. But.
1: um, Here's a good way of looking at it, actually. And it just happens to apply to your team. Because you have Jimmy. If I offered you any of these players straight up for Trey Lance right now, say yes or no, please. Okay. Pitts. No. Chase. Yes. Waddle. Yes. Soul. Yes. Certain. Yes. Parsons. Yes. Slater. Yes. I think that tells us kind of all we need to know.
0: Right. <laughs> and Pitts is kind of a maybe. I thought about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a
0: lot of even up to draft day, like it was the Niners were taking a quarterback. Everybody knew it. But there were some fans that are like, are the Niners taking pits? It's like, no, I don't anyone
1: took pits. But like, he's a he's a freak of nature prospect, right? right. I, I, I still am. He's still the number one dynasty tight end. I, I mean, I still think he's going to have a tremendous season. They just don't throw the ball.
0: It, yeah, it's it's the usage that's a little True. bit weird. Um yeah, I, I don't have a good answer for the Pitts thing, but I'd, right. I'd have to believe that he's going to be better than at least two of those quarterbacks of the five we're talking about. Maybe all of them. Who knows? Mm-hmm.
1: Every GM might say, I want Micah Parsons first overall. They might.
0: If, especially if you, you, know, you take need out of it. Like if you already right, have a quarterback, right, right. Parsons for sure going number one. But nice you were grade. evaluating, and I was wrongfully now, and I think that even the Cowboys were. It's why he went 12. If Parsons the entire time was an edge and that's how
1: he's being evaluated, right. he would have gone probably fourth. Or maybe top, maybe he'd gone second. I don't know. I, I have a bunch of buddies that are Penn State fans. I just had this conversation with them last week. I'm like, what were they thinking? Just rush him off the edge like crazy. Yeah. I mean, serious. I know he did a little bit there, but he should have done it every snap in college. Do you know what he'd done to the Big Ten? Oh, crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: With how unblockable he's been off the edge. If right. he was evalu- he was evaluated as an off-ball backer, which is why he went where he went.
1: Yeah. Let him just <laughs> scream off the edge, especially at college.
0: By the way, Matt, so we're looking at all this and these players. The, this is where the 49ers screwed up bad in with the process. Is they went from twelve to three and paid such a premium to get mm-hmm. there. Pick twelve in the twenty twenty-one NFL draft was insanely valuable because. Right. That was a clear Great draft. Draft. There was a clear drop off after that. There were so many talented players. You were guaranteed to get Slater or Sewell or Parsons or Chaser Waddle or Devonte Smith, mm-hmm. one of the, like or Sertan. Or, or, uh, you know, one of those guys was guaranteed to be there, just playing the numbers. Yeah. So or that Matt was Jones, such a valuable pick. Yeah, actually, and- I think the, I think in a way. And I, I think Waddle's a really good player, but the Miami Dolphins might have screwed up, not accepting that value of staying at 12 because they moved right back up to six with, mm-hmm. with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Right. No, 100%. Like, this year's draft wasn't like that.
0: No, not at all. Right. Anyway, the draft, that's what makes the draft so much
1: fun. Oh, it's a blast. It's the best thing ever.
0: But yeah, Micah Parsons might be the number one overall pick mm-hmm. in the 2020 draft redo, especially if you don't need a quarterback. Oh, yeah. And, man, I I don't feel confident that any Lance of the other. Fights,
1: or... And maybe we're giving Lawrence too much credit? A little bit. I thought this year would be better. Last couple of weeks have been bad.
0: Man, Fields, I thought, was going to take a big step. And, like, he'll it's wow brutal. you, but he cannot get the ball out in time on his back foot on a drop. Like, he can't do it. It's, it's, it's brutal. It's going to be disqualifying for his NFL career. But he wows you on one throw and one run every single game that, you can't teach that other guys cannot do it's elite level stuff.
1: Like, He'd can you go see? like 15th or 18th now,
0: yeah. Even if you just had him drop back and throw the ball to the running back 20 times and then take 10 deep shots, you know, like mm-hmm.
1: but and a five uh, design runs,
0: yeah. It's, it's an odd class. It's an odd class. It's There's people club. that want to see uh Joe Flacco over Zach Wilson, especially those people who own Jets fantasy receivers, although they did win
1: last week. Yeah, they're winning.
0: All right. Anyway, that is an interesting conversation about an interesting draft class. Tons of great questions. Apologies to the folks we did not get to. Thanks, everybody, for all of your mailbag questions every single week. Matt and I back tomorrow making picks and previewing week seven right here. Peacock and Williamson.